You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. All right, here we are, uh, and yes, we are. We're we're all a little stunned, Raider Nation. Welcome back to Silver and Black today, the post game edition. The Raiders lose to Kansas City again in Kansas City, thirty to twenty nine. Raiders had a chance at the end of the game. It comes up short as Hunter Renfro and Devonte Adams inexplicably run in together, run into one another. Excuse me, it's late night. Uh, on the last play, and the game ends there for the Raiders. Welcome back. Joining me tonight, as always, on the post game show is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. He is our voice of the fan, and of course, my regular and all time best co host, even though he's making me angry today wearing a Yankee cap. Uh, but he is from New York, so you got to let him slide. Mr. Momo, and he is a national reporter at Bleacher Report. Also, a Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. Okay, guys, and Murph, as always, we want to get the raw, unfiltered Murph voice of the fan segment. The Raiders <laughs> in this one, the first half, I mean, they jet out to the 17 nothing lead, and this looks good. Defense playing great in that first half. Offense looks okay. And then again, we see sort of the inability to put this whole thing together in four quarters. Tell us your thoughts on this game. How are you feeling right now? Uh, half inebriated. I can't even spell it. <laughs> um, all the way pissed off, way frustrated. Uh, I mean, you know, Scott, I've been through enough counseling and therapy in my life to know that we need to detach emotionally from things that are external. But my gosh, this Raiders thing, what a brutal freaking game. The Raiders couldn't Raider harder than they Raidered tonight. Like, this was absolutely like, and I'm sure, well, I'm not sure. I know for a fact we're going to get into all the details around it. But, like, emotionally, like, this is one of those moments where it's like, 
you're gutted as a fan because going into this game, frankly, I didn't expect us to be in this game at all. I thought after the the, mm. the Chiefs hung a 40 burger on the, on the Bucks in their crib, I thought for sure we were going to get blown out tonight. So to start off uh, 17 to uh, you know to nothing, and for yeah. the way that we started off, what the Raiders did was they gave us hope. Damn it! Don't give us hope. Like, just go get your ass kicked or go dominate, but don't give us hope that there's a chance because we'll buy into it. I, I, I got tears. Well, and 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 Mo, I'll tell you. Uh, and Murph brings up a good point, which is uh, I I thought and I predicted the game thirty one twenty four. If I recall, we were close in our predictions and with the Chiefs on top, so the Raiders did a little better than we thought from a scoring perspective. Uh, but we saw pretty much the same stuff we've seen over the first five weeks now, right? Which is inconsistency in all aspects of the game. One consistent has been Josh Jacobs when he's used. Again, he comes out, looks like he got banged up towards the end of the game. We don't know the extent of his injury as we are uh, doing this show in the postgame period. But uh, Darren Waller, six snaps out with a hamstring injury, not available for this game the biggest game of the Raiders uh, season thus far could be the biggest game of the Raiders season all season if they're unable to turn it around. Your impressions, Mo, this team, this game, and everything you saw that transpired? The general thing so far through the first five weeks of the season for the Raiders is inability to play a complete game. And I tweeted this at, at when the third quarter, when the unraveling started for the Raiders. Mind you, they were up 17-0. Then they were trailing 24-20 uh, at one point, then 24-23. But just the defense, again, playing just a half football. We've seen this all year where the defense is good for one half and it's just deceiving the second and in, in the other half, even the first and second half. It reminded me of the Cardinals game when the Raiders went a big 20-0, couldn't hold it. Of course, this is a more this is a more high-powered offense in the Chiefs uh, squad, but they had a chance to still win that game. And I know a lot of people want to talk about the big decision that Josh McDaniels made that two-pick conversion. I'm sure we're going to get everyone's opinion here. But a lot of people say that decided the game. I will say that, as always, there's just so many factors. That one call didn't decide the game. It was a deciding factor. But there are a lot of things to talk about here as far as why the Raiders lost this one. Yeah, and 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 Murph, let me ask you this too, because I think Mo brings up a good point, and and everybody will go to certain aspects of the game and want to blame it, and they'll want to blame it on the defense. There's there's evidence there. Yep. <laughs> if we're investigating the scene of the crime, evidence on defense, evidence on offense. Yet again, offense was not consistent. There was all sorts of things, and we'll get into some of the details soon. There was coaching that was suspect again, and I'm not talking about the two point conversion. I know that'll be something people focus on in Raider Nation the next few days. But overall, Murph, I want you to check me on this, okay? Okay. But I, I just get the sense over it just nothing feels right with this team. Like there's just something unsettled. It's with the players. It's with the coaches. It's an early season players only meeting. It's the, the coaching decision tree. It's the it's the kind of malaise that seems to, I think, be sapping this roster of some talent that should be performing better than it is. Well, you know, and I think that's what again like the 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 dichotomy of this raider thing is and like mo said like we're not able to put a full game together we saw early in the very beginning before the game even started we saw max crosby hyping up Derek carr on the sideline 
And I thought that was, that was awesome. That was great to see like two leaders of this football team, like firing each other up, like one really having the other ones back, especially after all the criticism and everything that's been lobbied out there. And so to see Derek come out, have the game that Derek did in the first half, to see what the Raiders did in the first half and even parts in the second half as well. But like, but then just to have total collapses at the same time. And that's something that's confused me as a Raider fan for many, many years. And, and, and like, and, and again, I don't have the analyst brain. I got the fan brain, but like somebody like explain to me why that is like, why is it that we can have these, like we can be riding so high and then collapse to the bottom pits of freaking play in the same game. And it, it, it just, it, I don't understand it, Scott. I don't understand it. Mo like, and, and it's, it's fascinating to me and to where, because like, I hear what you say, Scott, that like, the, the, there's that malaise, there's that laissez-faire, there's those things about, but they don't always display that. No. But why is it when we get into, into, into critical points in the game, those things show up? That's the part that just blows my mind because it seems like when the pressure's off, we ball. When the pressure's on, maybe that's the, and maybe that's the answer to the question. Maybe that's when we, are, we find our weakest moments. Mo, your thoughts on what Murph just expressed? I think he's dead on, and I alluded to him, and my initial response is, it's like when you don't expect much from the Raiders, that's when they surprise you and they play good football. Because a lot of people, let me tell you, a lot of people expected a blowout here. And when the Raiders came out 17-0, people were like, okay, maybe, well, the Raiders can hang with the Chiefs, and maybe they have a chance to win it. But as I tweeted this during the third quarter, as the Raiders started to, the lead started to slip, I said, you could almost feel when the tide starts to turn for the Raiders, you could almost see it. And you could, it's either a play, a, a, a penalty, or some sort, or a drive, a specific drive that happens. You could almost feel like, okay, the tide is starting to turn against the Raiders, and they're going to lose it somehow in the most painful way possible. Yeah, and, and here's, here's the way I look at it, guys, uh, is that I think you look at teams, you look at players. Like, for example, Max Crosby in that first half, he, w- he was all over the place. And, and actually, Chandler Jones, ladies and gentlemen, I said he would get a sack tonight. He did not. But he came close, I think, three or four times in the first half. He really played a great half. Then the second half, Mo used to, used to tweet every game, here come halftime adjustments, right? Halftime adjustments happen, and suddenly the Raiders' defense is shut down. They were having trouble in coverage. Trayvon uh, Murray had a tough game today, as did Nate Hobbs. That defensive backfield, I won't even get into Jonathan Abram. I don't want to waste the time. So you look at this, and I think I think for me, and I'll just be bold and say it, and I don't want to discourage Raider fans because I still think there's opportunities. You're almost a third of the season in, and, and you're one and four, right? But that doesn't mean all hope is lost. It's very difficult, and there's still good things that could happen. But I will tell you this, good teams and, and great players who are going to win – they win big games and they perform in those games. The Raiders perform in spots. To me, it just goes to show you that perhaps the Raiders have invested in players that are not the final answer. And this roster is a little bit further away than what we thought it was. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
I'll let Mark take the floor on that one. But here's the here's the scary thing, though, is that like so, but I don't know if that's entirely the case, though, Scott, because okay. I would say that's this fine. that like because they do perform at times, because they do show up at times. We finally saw a no, uh, <laughs> no, no card Chandler. Chandler. Listen to me. <laughs> Chandler yes, no Chandler Jones. Show up on the football field. We finally saw a freaking. I mean, not finally, but okay, I'm, I'm all over the place, guys. Sorry, I'm an emotional wreck tonight. That's okay. Uh, we, we saw Max Crosby have an impact. We saw the, the secondary have an impact. We, we saw, and I know they had lapses, but to keep the way, like you, you mentioned John Abram, but the way that Patrick Graham used John Abram in the first half, I thought was amazing. And the way that we put pressure yeah. on Patrick Mahomes, we made him uncomfortable. Where did that go in the second half? And so it's like, I look at like the Raiders in previous versions, I used to say this term all the time, the Raiders ran out of talent because I felt mm. like we could only play, keep up so long with teams before we just didn't have the talent to keep up. I don't know if we don't have the talent to keep up though. Now, Scott, it seems okay. like we can make those plays. We just don't make them throughout the consistent or throughout the entirety of a, of a football game. If that makes any kind of sense. No, it does make sense. And, I, and I'm glad you, you, you have that argument there because I'll ask Mo now. So if you, if you assume Murph's making a good point there and it's right, let's say they have talent to take them past where they were last year, which was a barely an, an AFC wildcard team, right? That was the assumption because they doled out a ton of cash to bring in and supplement. Okay, so if we're there, Mo, then what could be the problem? Why are these players and this team not able to execute is it coaching is i mean i know a lot of people are in the chat right now saying fire 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 but we've heard and we've seen issues with josh mcdaniels already is this a coaching issue is there just a lack of connection between what the plan may be and these guys going out and executing it being that i'm not in the sideline of locker room i really can't say if it's co more coaching or play execution but i yeah, will but what say do you, what do you think though what do you i mean honestly what does your gut tell you to me, it's execution because there was a stretch where Devontae Adams wasn't getting the football. Now, now, no, he had some big plays. Don't get me wrong. A couple of touchdowns and some long and some long receptions. But there was a stretch of time where he nor Renfro had a target or a reception, I believe, of between the end of the second half and the third quarter. So to me, it's a matter of getting the ball to your playmakers. And I'm in New York, so I understand getting the ball to your playmakers because I watch Brian Dayball get the ball to Saquon Barkley. And basically <laughs> that's all the Giants have is Saquon Barkley. But you know what? They make sure he touches the ball often and frequently. And yep. to me, there are stretches where the Raiders just don't get the ball to their best players, who is Devonta Adams. Now, again, he had some big plays, but to me, when your offense is stagnant, when it's stalling, go. that's when you that's when you go to Devontae Adams because that's right. what you brought him in for. So that part to me is goes to the play calling or is Derek Carr just not seeing the field completely, not seeing his best player. That's an issue. But to Murph's point, he is right. It's not like the Raiders don't have the talent to win these games because we see it for 30 minutes. We see it for 35 <laughs> minutes. It's the other 20 yes. to 50, it's, it's the other 15 to 20 minutes that they have these lapses. And when you play against good teams, you have to play 60 minutes. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but when you play the Chiefs, when you play the Chargers, when you play playoff teams, you have to play full games. You can't play a good half and expect that half to take throughout 60 minutes. No, you have to play it throughout. Get the, as I say, get the ball to your playmakers and finish the game. But the Raiders haven't done that well this year. Well, and, and again, they were literally, literally tonight hamstrung because their only active 
tight end with experience that is a difference maker, Darren Waller, had six offensive snaps, Murph. And 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 the concern that that I know Mo expressed and I did as well uh, once he kind of uh, educated me and got me on board when we were talking about the run up to giving Waller all the money the Raiders did was that, again, your greatest ability is your availability. Darren Waller. Okay, over the last 10 games has been available for four and he's not been effective in those four. So that hurt the Raiders tonight, too, because when they were shutting down Adams or Renfro, Holland's had some drops tonight, unfortunately, um, they they didn't have that other go to guy. That's why they paid him the big bucks. How much in your mind did it hurt not having Waller tonight? Oh, I think that cost us the football game. I mean, aside from not having a turnover and not making a big, you know, game-changing play on defense, uh, you know, I, I thought that that was, that's, that was it. That was the ball game because we saw a lot of single coverage on Devontae Adams early, and while his stats didn't show up, Derek was going to Devontae a lot early on. He had those two massive pass interference calls um, that re- that really helped move the football for us. Mm-hmm. And so there was, I mean, his impact on Devontae Adams, like, and I'm wearing the DADC shirt tonight because those guys, I mean, <laughs> they, they frankly, they balled out tonight. I mean, yes. you know, and, and for all intents and purposes. And so when they start to then focus on Devontae and take him away, and then the, the, now we have to start looking at the run run game, well, that's when Darren Waller, that's when he comes in because you, they, they start pressing up to the line of scrimmage. They start focusing on the run game. And that's when Darren gets loose, man, because, you know, he's, he's going to get a free run at a, at, a, at, a, at a linebacker or whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, yeah. I, I thought that was a huge thing. And, and, and look, I don't want to be critical. Look, I, Darren Waller is an amazing human being, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his, and I'm so entirely thankful that he's on this football team. But like you said, your best ability, uh, ability is availability. It's what cost Trayvon Mullen his job with this football team. Yes. And, like, for a guy that we just paid all that money to not have him on the field, like, that kind of hurts feelings, Darren. Like, I know you have a bad hammy, and, and the, the hammy showed up when the hammy showed up, but I also know you've been, you know, balling out at tight end you and doing all this stuff in the offseason, and all of a sudden the season starts and you're, you're not there. Like, come on, man. Like, that, 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 that kind of sucks. Again, I want to take a shot at the guy, and, and it's not meant as a veiled shot even, but, like, yes. Let's, let's go, man. Like, let's get it healthy and let's get you back on the field because I think he's that big of a difference maker. I mean, obviously, Travis Kelsey and I with four freaking touchdowns um, <laughs> proves that he's, you know, uh, I used to say arguably, but it's after a night like tonight, it's hard to even say arguably he's the best tight end in football. But Darren's right there. But you can't show that, Darren, if you're not playing. Here's no, my I, thing really quick, Scott. Yeah, to, go, to Merce's go. point. I, I wonder if Darren Waller had at least been out there as a decoy because if he's at least out there as a decoy, I think the Chiefs would have to at least pay attention to him. It could have opened up the field for other players. I don't know how injured he is. I don't know how bad the hammy is. So I don't want to judge him on that. But if he's at least on the field, you have to account for him. And I, and I think, as Murph said, that, that may have hurt the Raiders when Devontae Adams was being double-covered downfield. And I get it. Look, we don't know the extent of it. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's not injured. I think when Darren right. Waller has been injured, he's been injured but it doesn't change the fact that he wasn't available in the biggest game of the year thus far. And it's certainly, I, I agree with Murph. I had a major, major impact on this game. All right. We're going to take a quick break for our podcast audience. When we come back, we're going to get some of the, some of the questions. We'll talk a little about defense too, because that was another incredible mixed bag tonight, but we'll get to some of the questions, including one that our good friend Rossi down in Australia is making. Cause I want to address that as well. Cause I keep going back and forth with him in the chat. So we'll do that right after this. You're listening to silver and black today. An Odyssey original podcast, the post-game show. Raiders lose 30-29 to to the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be back right after this.